How many of you have heard of the Aghoris? Yeah? Okay, it means the terrible ones. And, uh, the Aghoris uh, would, uh, they broke every rule and they had no interest in uh, any of the concepts of uh, the Vedic tradition or the social order whatsoever. They tended to hang out <clears throat> in cremation grounds. They were naked other than the, the dust that they put on their bodies from the funeral pyres. And uh, they, uh, they remained in a state of absolute samadhi, but they did take, uh, they did accept uh, disciples, the ones who were, were realized. And this tradition and the Pashupata tradition as a whole, the Aghoris being one thread of that larger tradition. Not all of them were Aghoris. But this tradition remains alive today. There are still Aghoris in India. And uh, they are still acting, at least in the way that they traditionally did. <clears throat> and there's a famous story of a... Uh, I mean, most of them are, are considered to be very low-class, uneducated, and, uh, you know, uh, complete trash by the, the main, you know, social, socially adapted people who don't really appreciate their attainment. But those who are um, aware of the vibrational frequency that they, they have emanated throughout history to sustain the, the culture from a place of wanting nothing from it and of, uh, of being uh, completely indifferent to its values. There was a recent Aghori who uh, became one in midlife. He had a midlife crisis, apparently. And before that, he was a professor of physics at a major Indian university and very famous as a physicist. And then he gave it all up, you know, and threw off his clothes and went into one of these cremation grounds and, uh, and became a disciple of, uh, of one of the Aghoris who, were, uh, who was the real thing. And, uh, and then graduated to become uh, probably the most well-known uh, teacher of the modern period. And most people who would meet him in the cremation ground didn't know his background, you know, and assumed that he was uneducated. He was one time visited by a physicist who was looking down on him and said, why are you wasting your life in this way and all that? And he said, well, I'll tell you what, if you can figure out a certain physics problem that uh, it took me years to figure out, then I'll consider you know, going back. And he, he gave him this problem, and the guy couldn't figure it out. It was way beyond him. He was in shock and awe of the intelligence uh, of this being. And, uh, and he bowed to him. And uh, I don't know whether he became an agori himself, but he certainly became a... Uh, a devotee. And so these beings who make such a radical decision uh, 
uh, are acting in a way that's extremely rare, but they have recognized that if you want liberation, you have to pay a price. And part of the price, very interesting, when you graduate from being a uh, disciple to being named as an acharya, or a, a guru, a spiritual teacher in the Aghori uh, tradition, you have to go through a final initiation in which you have to make yourself as disgusting as possible. You have to make yourself smell really bad so that no one wants to come near you. You have to arrange for your reputation to have been ruined so that everyone thinks you know, you're a charlatan and a fake and, and you're in it for the money or to sexually abuse women devotees. You have to create that kind of a bad image of yourself and create such a reputation where no one's going to bother you except those who can see through uh, that facade. And uh, so this, this Aghori you know, did that. But the idea is this, that the, the final attachment that the consciousness has to the ego is based on a feeling of Shame, disgust, and, uh, and of course envy and greed and anger, but it's shame and disgust that are the most difficult to remove, right? So they would you know, smear feces on their bodies when they gave a satsang and uh, you know, acted in ways that were so horrifying that it would, it would create a, a shock uh, to those who recognized the, uh, the, the power of their presence, uh, but uh, were nonplussed by their appearance. And, uh, and the teachings of this uh, school was that until you had been okay with being as hated and as uh, seemingly toxic and, uh, and completely uh, uh, unconscionably unworthy of, uh, of union with God, only in that state would you be able to completely let go of any attachment to the character, to the ego. You would have to be completely free of any care about how anyone else saw you or perceived your, your status, your spiritual stature. And these yogis uh, were so uh, clear about this that uh, they enacted it uh, spontaneously in all of their, their behavior. So if you wanted to uh, apply to become a devotee of one of these Aghori uh, gurus, you would have to sit with him and uh, drink a, a cup of tea that would be you know, made in the cremation ground. 
And it would be the same teacup that he used day in and day out. They weren't into washing their cups. They weren't into, uh, you know, washing or cleanliness of any kind, obviously. So uh, they wouldn't react to the COVID uh, fear very much at all, and I have no doubt. If, uh, and their ability to, uh, to simply not care, because it wasn't fake, it was real. They did not care about the fate of the body. And more than that, uh, they would usually put some sugar in the tea, and uh, the sugar would attract flies, and the flies would fall into the tea and die. And so uh, this, this uh, devotee who was telling the story said, you know, he looked at the tea with all of these dead flies in it, and uh, he, he couldn't drink it. He still had a bit of disgust and, and uh, felt like, oh, no, this, this, is, uh, this is too much. I can't handle it. I know I'm going to be rejected as a disciple now. I'll never be able to... Uh, to study and, and learn from this guru. <clears throat> and uh, some minutes went by, and the guru uh, said to him, you haven't drunk your tea. And, uh, and he said, you know, there's dead flies in it. <laughs> and the guru said, oh, oh, okay. And he took the flies out and he <laughs> ate them. And then he handed the cup to him. He said, no, no more dead flies. And uh, the devotee um, still couldn't quite swallow it. Uh, and uh, he, he decided he wasn't quite ready for that uh, path. But he was, uh, he was so uh, impacted by that uh, event and that, that interaction that uh, he... Uh, he, he had a, a transformative experience of letting go of uh, most of his sanskaras. He didn't quite get to that final level, but he did, he did make a, a huge uh, progress and, uh, and continued uh, studying, but not as an agori, but in another uh, lineage of the Pashupatas. But why am I bringing all of this up? We are not Pashupatas, and so I'm not presenting this as a teaching or a suggestion that anyone act in the same way, all right? Uh, and uh, and that, that form of yoga actually evolved uh, into the, uh, the Kashmir Shaivite uh, tantric, non-dual tantric tradition that came uh, uh, shortly after, in which uh, Abhinavagupta and uh, Somananda and the other gurus of, of those wisdom schools decided that to move forward, they would have to shift the, uh, the sense of disgust and of, uh, of complete uh, indifference to the bodily and the mental state and the social status into the symbolic realm and not act it out in real one. And so they, they, they turned this into a, uh, a, a process of inner work in which there was a, a very deep self-analysis regarding 
one's attachment to the ego. Now, the relevance of all of this is that in the final lifetime at the end of Kali Yuga, many egos are toxic, disgusting, have no self-worth to themselves. I'm talking about a subjective self-image and attitude that's identical with the one that the Pashupatas deliberately created and invoked and acted out. And if there could be a recognition that this is actually the highest blessing to have an ego that you don't actually want to hold on to and, uh, and that is, has no uh, value and all it is is a, uh, an obstacle to liberation because uh, that false identity of the character uh, has no validity in terms of the real, the supreme real, in which there is only God, only God, and only the purity and goodness and beauty and, uh, and absolute, uh, uh, infinite uh, uh, glory of, uh, of the supreme presence. And so if one could recognize that uh, gift of having an ego that is not really wanted. It doesn't serve you. It creates only misery. It creates only suffering. It only can hold you back. And the only way out of the trap is freedom from those kinds of dualities. <clears throat> but as we evolve at the end of Kali Yuga, I would say that our approach must shift from Pashupata to Rajapata. Now I have to explain a little bit the meaning of the Pashupata. Uh, Pata means Lord, and Pashu has, can be one of two or both, uh, uh, defined in, in two different ways. One is a beast, an animal. And, but it's because the body is an animal body. It doesn't mean, uh, it doesn't mean beast in the, in the uh, biological sense. In the same way that the French, when they use the word bet, they don't mean a beast. They mean somebody who is stupid, basically. Uh, ignorant and, uh, and unable to, uh, to, to recognize the truth uh, of their real self. So, Pashu means, secondly... Uh, one who is fettered. Fettered meaning you have bonds. Because in the ancient world, the Pashupatas originally were mostly uh, uh, cow herders and nomads uh, before they settled down and when they were still in the, the Saraswati River Basin and hadn't moved into the Ganga area. And uh, there... At night, they would have to put hobbles on the, the cows and their horses to keep them from running away into strange territory. So the idea is that God is the Lord of those who are still in bondage, still in fetters. And the primary fetter is this uh, attachment to the self-esteem of the ego and suffering over a lack thereof.
Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste.